0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io.
1: And we are back. Thank you so much, dear listeners, for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. Uh, my name is Lauren Conaway. I'm founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC and do want to take a very quick moment to mention some amazing, amazing show sponsors. I'm really excited about this one. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by GEWKC, which stands for Global Entrepreneurship Week. And it is taking place November 16th through the 20th. You can learn about GEW and register for all of the events happening at GEWKC. Dot org we're going to talk more about gew later but i'm really really excited because i love global entrepreneurship week it's one of my favorite times of year <laughs> uh so before we get to that i first and foremost want to tell you how excited and psyched i am to have this amazing and wonderful woman that you see before you here on the startup hustle podcast so Nia Richardson is with the city of KCMO and um, extremely well-known here within the community. She is an advocate. She is someone who takes action, and she does a lot of work to support entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship in our city. And so, Nia, thank you so much for being here with us today. I am so excited. I'm
0: so honored to be here.
1: <laughs> okay, well, well so, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and kick us off easy, and I'm just gonna ask you, tell us, tell us about your journey. Tell us about who you are, kind of what you do, what, what's, what's life for Nia?
0: So who is Mia Richardson? Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm born and raised in Kansas City. Um, I consider myself a product of prospect. Um, I was born at research. I actually still live in the same neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, you know, so I'm close to family. Um, before coming and working, to this, working with the city, I was working with my father, um, who has a civil and structural engineering business here in Kansas City. So I was raised by an entrepreneur or entrepreneurs. I consider my mother an entrepreneur as well because she came in and helped save the business too. Um, But I was working with my dad for about 13 years right out of college or or more um, before I got recruited to come over to the city and work with the KC BizCare office. Um, I uh, was approached about uh, a position that became open and available through the office, and uh, I applied. And so now I am the new assistant to the director for small business and entrepreneurship which means that I run the KC BizCare office that provides technical support or assistance for business registration. So everything that you need to, in order to get a business license is what we help you navigate and get through. So knowing where to go with the state, knowing where to go to, you know, when you're doing your LLC, getting your EIN, what are the permits or things that you need based on the business. <laughs> and so we've tried to simplify that process for you and help walk you through it so you can keep going. So something that takes people months to do we can help you figure out an hour or less. It just yeah. really depends on your business. And you wouldn't believe how many people actually get hung up there. So that's not anything related to what I was doing beforehand. I was a business development person and I dealt a lot with procurement and um, working for a minority owned business and understanding and navigating that that space of chasing contracts, partnerships, participating So procurement world is really what I know. And I'm definitely bringing that into the space that I'm in. you know, we help businesses get started and, you know, get your license and and provide resources for you or connect you with resources in the community. But I also want to make sure that we as a city, we're leveraging our buying power to help grow small businesses. And that happens through procurement. That happens when you have contracts and things of that sort. So I'm bringing that to the table and hoping that we can kind of raise the level of that to show how the city is really investing in its own small businesses and growing our own.
1: Yeah. Well, so so we, I have so many questions and so many things that I want to talk about just related to that. But the first thing I want to do, I want to, I want to walk it back. Just a little bit, um, because I I've noticed something about you. Um, Whenever no, it's a good thing. (laughs) When everything that I've noticed about you, Nia, is good. Uh, When whenever I hear you talk about your background and in kind of the lens through which you view things, you always talk about your parents. Yeah. Um, And so I wanted to ask you about that really, really quickly. Um, Specifically, how did your parents kind of instill this? entrepreneurial spirit, a spirit that you exhibit like in everything you do, really. Like I've I've never seen you in a meeting where you weren't just dynamic and contributing and coming up with all kinds of great ideas and you know just throwing things out there and like you you're just a force of nature, but in the best way. And and I I imagine that a lot of that comes from your parents. So I wanna I wanna talk to you a little bit about that. and and how that informed where you're at today and who you are today.
0: You know, I'm trying to figure that out because I have three kids and I'm trying to figure out the same for them.
1: Um,
0: I would say I was raised in, so I I was raised in a household that's very rare in a black community where I had both parents and I had both parents that had not just college degrees, they had master's degrees. Um, My father had a master's in engineering. My mother had a master's in biology. Um, And so, you know, I felt like I was raised very free spirited. Um, I, I, I tried different things. I had different variety of friends. I had very diverse groups of friends. Um, throughout high school, I, I probably wanted to do 20 different things in life, but it wasn't really until I went through a Kaufman program when I was in uh, a senior in college. And they were like, yeah, since you were raised by an entrepreneur, I think entrepreneurship is really, really where you should think. And that's when I went to college and just took business classes and was grateful I did because it applies yeah. to everything that you do. Um, and so, you know, being raised in a household where I think my father started his business when I was probably like five years old. Um, so for a long time, I was scrubbing toilets with my sister. I was hanging out under my dad while he worked. Um, I got to observe and watch that. And I grew up doing a lot of different things and and being a a part of a lot of different activities and Yes, I, I saw the dynamic of a, you know, a mother and a father in a household and the father working and the mother taking care of the household. But there was times I didn't realize that we were literally living off just my mother's income as my father was building up his business. Um, and then eventually he kind of like pulled all of us in there at one point in time. So my mother's still there. I escaped, yeah. sister escaped. But, you know, we were all there working at one point in time, really helping to build the business. And it's, it's allowed me a lot of opportunities growing up um, and, and it, 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 it's something that really just it's just an observation or just being exposed to it i think yeah. really helped shape me in how i see things and how i do things cuz definitely working with my dad and my mom before coming here in his business there was so much so many things that i was able to do be on different boards be out in the community it wasn't so much what i was doing for my father that got me the job it was when i got observed out in the community like you said out there delivering different things offering solutions um i just love I'm a, I love thinking of ideas. I love solving problems. That is just, I guess that is the entrepreneurial spirit in me, yeah. but that's always how I, I, this is how I've always been because I'm so curious about everything and I don't want to, I don't want to be an expert on one thing. I want to know a little bit about a lot so I can talk about it and I can connect it. And I think that's key to being an ecosystem builder. It's like, you got to know what's out there and how they relate and how they overlap and how they can, they can connect with one another so that people can just keep moving along that train to success of where they're trying to be. So that, that to me, I just think that's a characteristic that you must have, because otherwise, how can you connect things? How do you, how do you build? I can't yeah. be, a, I can't be a master builder if I don't know what I'm building. You know, a Lego movie, my kids used to make me watch all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm a master. You builder. You know
1: what? Like I watched the Lego movie, and I, I don't have kids. I am unashamed. I just want you to know that. Oh, be proud of that.
0: <laughs> my parents through you. Nobody warned me having kids was different. Yeah. Know?
1: <laughs> well, so, so one of the things that I, I love that you mentioned out loud, you used the term ecosystem builder. And yeah. I think um, what's interesting to me, one of the many things that is interesting to me about your path is how you went from a very traditional kind of entrepreneurial role, like you're in a business helping to build a business, you know, it's a family business. And now you kind of get to take the broad view of entrepreneurship, like you get to see how growth in entrepreneurship impacts an econ- economy, which impacts the city, which impacts the region. Um, and, and so I find it really interesting that you you were able to make that shift and kind of use your firsthand practical knowledge and and apply that in the work that you're doing today but the the question that i want to ask you is i know like i'm kind of all over the place but I, i i think what you do is so interesting so what i want to ask you is is really like when you talk about your your history and your childhood um your family and your parents, they gave you the opportunity to build this generational wealth. Like the, your parents were literally pulling, you know, you into the business. Yeah. And so I want to talk to you about that building gener- generational wealth piece, because yeah. that's what your parents were doing for you on an individual family basis. But mm-hmm. then now that's what you get to do for so many others. Yeah, um, and absolutely. So- yeah. So I, I want to talk to you about like, what does that feel like and how do you approach that work?
0: Yeah. So like closing the racial wealth gap is absolutely one of my goals. Um, you know, besides helping Kansas City be the city of entrepreneurs, um, closing yeah. the racial wealth gap, utilizing yeah. entrepreneurship um, is one of the things I'm definitely trying to do in my role um, and in and, and other things that I'm involved in and how to really leverage that. But I knew growing up you know, I had parents that again, taught me how to save early um, or save for me early. Um, they were very prepared. Um, having a business. I know even though I'm doing this, I know that that's something I can always fall back to or something I can definitely just even in the space that I'm in help build so that my children have something to you know go to. I don't ever see my father not working. We, we've been all over the world and that man will bring his work with him. Um, so I don't ever see him stopping. But I know, you know he wasn't all, he wasn't extremely happy about me coming here at first because he didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but now that he understands, he's like, oh, OK, I get it now. I see why you're doing it. It's a bigger impact. It doesn't it's not just about me anymore. It's about me and everybody else. That's a small business. But right. growing up, like my parents really instilled, you know, because I got to observe it firsthand what entrepreneurship means for a community being in a community where I live here and two minutes away is the office that I go to and right around the corner is the school where my kids go or the doctor that I go see, like having community, having walkable community, having community where there are businesses. Cause for many, many years, um, people had no idea what we did in the building, even though we sat right in a community right across the street from a liquor store and everybody was at the liquor store hanging out, but nobody knew exactly what we did across the street. And just to, Have some have people who look like you, who are professionals, who are engineers, who are um, site surveyors, or whatever position that they had, um, was very interesting uh, for folks when they would see us walk in and out the doors. But again, that business that my father had gave us the opportunity to be involved and do a lot of different things in the community. Like my parents are heavily involved. I have really big shoes to fill when it comes to involvement in the community around education. My father was very very heavily involved in education, um, yeah. uh, any type of politics, um, small business, um, black owned business type deals. Um, anything ha- being an entrepreneur allows you to do that. I can invest time and I can invest money in, in resources into different initiatives or efforts happening in my community. And I don't have to worry about what my boss might think about it or the, the corporation that I work for may feel a certain way. Cause before, 2020, you know, people were really scared to speak up and speak out about different things because of the sensitivity of the culture and the organization that they may work in. But when you work for a company like I did with my dad, which was Black-owned and predominantly Black-ran, meaning that most of the people who worked there, if not 99% of them, were Black or of color. Um, and so that environment is different. That culture is different. The, the exposure to different, you know, you get exposed to so many different things. And again all came to really kind of shape me and also really helped to shape the ideas that I was able to bring to um, the city and BizCare and, and working with Rick Usher, who hired me uh, for this role, uh, to come up with different ideas of how we support not just a traditional entrepreneur, but yeah. the startup, the artist, the developer. Um, how do we really support all facets of entrepreneurship in Kansas City?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love that you you kind of take the holistic lens, like you're, you, the entrepreneurs that you want to support run the gamut. You know, they're not just, because I think when people hear the term startup and they hear the term entrepreneur, they have a tendency to think of like those high growth potential, highly scalable yeah. companies. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, there, there's so much more than that. Um, just below the surface, you know, what can we do to serve them? And so, yeah. so I love that, that that's how you approach that work. Now, I, I this is actually a pretty tactical question, but okay. It, okay. yeah, do you know? I, I'm sure you know this, but how many li- business licenses does the city of KCMO uh, issue a year?
0: Uh, last time I was told, it's anywhere between 24 to 25 thousand a year, and that's renewal wow. and new. Um, yeah. COVID 19. I don't. I'm. I was actually trying to run the numbers before we got on, got on this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to do a comparison to see what we were looking like around this time last year. But just the volume of people that we're seeing who's calling, who's, who's yeah. emailing us is higher than what we would normally be during this time. Because this is usually our slow time. And we really yeah. get hit hard when people are trying to renew their business license, which is at the beginning of the year. And then they're coming in. Oh, I got a New Year's resolution. I'm going to start a business. Okay. Yeah. Well New Year's resolution happened twice in twenty twenty because right. COVID like There's yeah, so I got a new post COVID right the post-COVID <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, like, Yeah, I don't know if this is gonna work out. So I'm gonna go ahead and just make this this thing I was thinking about actually happen. So we yeah. actually seen an influx. I just don't have the numbers to say how much. How yeah,
1: no, I, I, I don't think there's any any industry or sector out there that hasn't been knocked for a loop by COVID. When it, particularly when it comes to data and reporting, so totally get that. I was just, just curious because because that well that's that's a lot of impact, Nia. Like that's yeah. a lot of people whose lives you fundamentally and foundationally touch. Like your your the work that you do, it allows people to create livelihoods for themselves. Yeah. Um, so, so that is, that's really cool. You, you feel pretty good about that. Like if I were you, I would.
0: Always. I mean, just before (laughs) talking to you, I probably helped about 12 different people walk through the process. Um, and like I said, um, like new business licenses, um, on average, the last couple of months it has been about a hundred or more. I think last month we saw almost 200 new business licenses. Um, that's Mm -hmm. not cool. Um, these are new businesses that are being created right now. So you know, we just want to make sure we make that easy for people to do so they can focus on what they really love, yeah. which is the business and and what the craft or the skill that they have.
1: Well, and I mean, you, you offer support at a lot of different levels for folks yeah. who are looking to start a business. So it's not just the issuance of business licenses, but like, you know, you're offering one-on-one support, you're offering, you know, training and, and you're even taking that kind of ecosystem builder lens. Like I know that I see you and Rick, all over Kansas city, talking to other organizations, finding ways to partner, finding people to refer, you know, new business owners to, to help them gain the knowledge, the tools, the resources that they need. So once they get that piece of paper, yeah. you know, that's just the first part, then you actually have to go and run the business. <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, so I, I, I think it's really cool that it doesn't just end your work and the work of your office doesn't just end with, okay, congratulations, you have a business now. It's like, okay, you have a business now. How can we help? What do you, you? need?
0: Yeah. What else yeah. do you need? Do you need education? <laughs> um, do you need back office support? Do you need to talk to an attorney? Um, we're hoping right. we're hoping for all those different there's more things to come that we're hoping to really build upon Bizcare when it comes to back office support, the legal accounting, the marketing. Um insurance because people are looking for a variety of different things. But, you know, as entrepreneurs, when they're starting fresh, I think we, I think as ecosystem builders or entrepreneurial support organization providers, yeah. we, we do, a, We I think we do our, our entrepreneurs a disservice by thinking that we got to pound everything into their head so they can do everything versus saying, here's where you can find the resources or here's what you need to operate because you literally cannot do everything. You can't. Yeah. You can't run the accounting and then run over here and read your contracts because you're not an attorney to know if you're doing everything legally right. I can't legally advise you on how to structure your business when you're registering with the Secretary of State. And right. sometimes the more people are becoming more and more innovative about what they want to do. So it's becoming more complicated to really say, here's the direction you should go without saying, hey, you need to get an attorney and an accountant. So right. let's just do that right now. For anybody who's looking to start a new business, you must need, you must have, please put on your team somewhere an attorney and an accountant that sure. is an investment well worth it to ensure that you start right and you keep moving along the way. And so ultimately we are now looking for funding because as you know, the city didn't get cares at the counties did. And yeah. we see what's happening with that. Um, we are out there trying to get money and advocate so that we can do the back office support um, and implement this into our new technology that we'll have for KC BizCare. We have our virtual one-stop shop because we can't physically see you face-to-face. Our office is still open, only on the business licensing side. So let me explain that. KC BizCare is made up of two offices. It's BizCare, which is under the city manager's office, and there is business licensing. So that helps create a one-stop shop. We do what's called a zoning clearance out of courtesy. So I have to send you back across the street, make you come all the way back. Um yeah. So you can do all that within our office right now because of our space. I can't see you face to face, but I can see you virtually. I can walk you through it on the phone. I can give you our website um, and which has the steps and the links to the applications of what you need to do. So we're moving you through the process much faster. Um, But business license is open to limited capacity of of three. And this will be on for a while for Um, COVID-19. So if you need assistance, you can come in or you can call us whenever you need anything. But we are looking to provide those additional services for you. I love that.
1: So so I do I do have a question for you. And you it, have plenty it's plenty of it. so last year I remember you, I remember catching you around Global Entrepreneurship Week. And they yeah. are of course our episode sponsors. Um So, so just wanted to really quickly break in and, and mention that because we love GEW. Um, So GEW KC primetime events will take place each day from November 17th to the 19th. Uh, we're going to have four hours of programming and networking on an interactive and engaging virtual platform. GEWKC will also open up to virtual and small in-person community events held between November 16th through 20 throughout the community and expanding into the region to grow the reach of this important annual event. Registration for each event happens at GEWKC. Uh, dot org and I think I have a graphic here. Oh, learn more at gewkc.org. Um but yeah, but yeah so so I do want to ask you about that really quickly. Like when yeah. we're talking about tools within the city, I think I think Global Entrepreneurship Week is a pretty important one. I go every year and I can't tell you how many awesome people I've met and how many like things that I've uh sessions that I've sat in on where I've like learned something new and, yeah. and so um Are are you doing anything with GEW this year?
0: Uh, Our office is looking, I I think my boss submitted for us to do a panel or a listening session. Um, One thing that is coming up, uh, we don't have any dates finalized yet. Yeah, Um, We've had a couple of council people who are wanting to do listening sessions with the small businesses in their community or or overall do a listening session of small businesses in Kansas City. You know, we put out a a small pilot survey during COVID-19 to really help build out our data dashboard and things of that sort, and got a lot of good data while we were doing that. Um, but we plan to relaunch a survey where we can collect more data for more businesses um, and just seeing where they are right now, um, Allow work with the council so they can actually interact with the businesses in their community. But the hope is that we can collect enough information to create a small business agenda um, to really help move some things forward for small businesses in Kansas City post COVID-19. So how do we help our businesses be more resilient? What do they need now? Because, you know, a lot of the problems that minority businesses had or women-owned businesses had before COVID-19, it's still the same. Nothing's changed. It's just become more urgent to get it now because I'm going to die if I don't get it. We don't don't have this slow injection that's happening where you can think about getting me the resources and the things that I need and I can just kind of lag on with you. Now it's like it's. Is do or die. Either do it for me now, or I'm going to die as a business. And so right. I think that we need to be more responsive to our small businesses to get them what they need, um, because I think it's only fair that if we as a city or a government mandated you to close, we should be out there helping you stay open or, or getting going. And I, I think our mayor is trying his hardest to do that. But just like any other entity, without the funding, that's going to be really hard for us to do. And so right. my job is to find that solution, find that money yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, you, you do a really tremendous job. Um, so, so I think one of the most notable things that I noticed that you did not—and this was pre-COVID—but um, you came up with a procurement system. You got some grant funding for a procurement system for the city of Kansas City, and I, I tell me, tell me about that because I'm, I, I'm very well,
0: that was interesting. I think that was a lifesaver for my job um, because it gave me some money to play with. Yeah. Um, but maybe just a few months into my role, um, Rick gave me a, a, a grant and was like, Hey, we tried this last year. Um, I think you may be able to, you know, go after this since, you know, knowing your background, tell me what you think. And so I put it together, um, had um didn't you put it together like super quickly like you had like, it was like within two days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> within two days and we had a we had a, a young startup company that was doing some videography and they were like, hey, we'll do this for you. Um yes. this was small businesses. So they sat with me. We had to do a video pitch and I had to do a, a three page document explaining what we were intending to do. But that grant was through living cities around inclusive procurement. Again, it's how does the city leverage its buying power to grow small businesses, and close the racial wealth gap. So I was like, oh, we're on the same page. I need this. Um, And so that work has allowed me to work a lot closely with our human relations department that certifies businesses with the city. So Kansas City is very unique, and we're actually light years ahead of other cities where you can be certified as a minority, a woman, a small local business, a small business enterprise, a disadvantaged inter- business enterprise, all within one office or let alone one application. I think the only one that's different is the SLBE, maybe by two questions. Yeah. But that's cities. Um, and then that that certification, the county utilizes it. The school district utilizes it. Our Area Transportation Authority utilizes it. There's a lot of agencies that utilize this free certification that the city gives um, that allows opportunities for small businesses to go after contracts. And Contract, government work is really how a lot of small businesses grow. And like I said, my background working with, you know, my family was all around procurement. We were 100% dependent upon government contracts, procurement, writing proposals, all those things. So I can tell you ins and outs of what that was like from the other side. And I, I'm i still the only person in the room uh, when it comes to conversations about small businesses or minority businesses that can say, I work for a business. I I was a part of a business. I know the size of it. I did the procurement you know, I'm usually the only one that can give that feedback, which is
1: okay yeah. with me. I need people
0: to listen when I talk yeah.
1: about it. <laughs> Do you feel like people don't listen when you speak? Because I got to tell you, I hang on your every word. <laughs> you know,
0: I got a couple of people out there they know who they are. They just don't, they don't listen um, for whatever reason. I got a lot of people who love to listen um, and yeah. who love to, to, you know, get the feedback Um, But usually it's those people who are, we're kind of adversarial against each other. We're not on the same page. We're not, we don't have the same goals or our our path of going about it. I feel like I'm going about the right way. You're kind of going about the traditional way and you're expecting different results. There's no innovation in that. So I do challenge.
1: You do. Like, I think one of the first times I ever met you, you were actually in a panel. discussion. You would not allow the other people on the panel to to say the soft, happy thing. Like you were just like, no, if we're going to tell, the tell the truth and we're going to tell the truth and we're going to really talk about this. And I, I, I got to tell you, like, as an introduction to Nia Richardson, <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, I, I totally get what this woman is about and she is not going to take your bullshit. She's going to make right. you say what you really mean. And Call it. yeah, Call me well, me. I, I, I think Call that it. it's sorely needed
0: yeah, and I hate to do it, but I love to do it at the same time. Um yeah. I guess I I get I just have that attitude from being on the other side. And a lot of times I yeah. forget like, oh shit, you work for the city now. Like that actually happened in a that particular deal that you're talking about got grown up in Startland News. It happened. I know. <laughs> it happened in a panel discussion that my future boss, who is just now my boss, was yeah. hiring me for and i was two weeks away from starting on my first day and i it's like once i saw that article i was like oh my god there goes my job oh my god yeah. this is gonna be it and then but,
1: with- but to rick's credit like i th- he loved it didn't he, it was, he, he posted like, no, it she's not and gonna Rick let us get away it. with stuff anymore he
0: posted it and was like hey uh, yeah. you know here's the here's the whole facebook live video if you want to see the interaction and i was like yes so that means i still have a job yes i love that i i and, and
1: i i have always admired that about you just the fact like yeah like you're just a no no bullshit quite like we're if we're gonna get this done and we're gonna do it right then we have to talk about things honestly we have to be real and Right. we I can't solve a can
0: problem if you don't tell me what what the problem is i can't yeah. solve the problem if you give me a bunch of fluff Right. Um, I don't like it when people talk around my community, then, then I get very defensive because it's like, yeah. no, you do not give me the fluff of community engagement, or we're going to talk to you later. No bullshit. And just say that, just say you we're not being considered. We're, like I would prefer you to be upfront with me and then let's yeah. work from there. You know, I would, I, I would prefer that. You give it to me straight. Don't, don't put a mask on because if right. I have to rip it off, it's not going to be nice.
1: Well, I mean, My put a, like now mask. in these days, put a mask on, but don't put on the like metaphorical mask. Don't put on a metaphorical <laughs>
0: mask. Um, yeah. Show who you really are. Show, show me where you really stand. Because I, I respect people for where they stand, if they can be honest about that, regardless yeah. of if you agree or disagree. I prefer not to agree all the time, because I want to see different perspectives. Yeah. Um, but I will debate you. I love that. It's just the so, way that it
1: is. So I, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to like kind of push us off in another direction here for okay. a second one of the things that you talk about, and I, I think before we came on, you told me we're wearing a t-shirt about it. I want to talk to you about this city of entrepreneurs concept, yes. and, and yeah. Tell yes. us what, what, does that our city I know. what does that mean to you and, and why is that important? So when I, when
0: I first got started on, um, clearly some type of campaign was needed. Um, you know, there was, There's always that talk, you know, with the chamber and and all the big folks that, you know, oh, we want Kansas City to be America's most entrepreneurial city. Um, But then when you go and look at different studies or things that are talked about with Kansas City around entrepreneurship, like, for example, the Lending Tree Report uh, of the 50 metropolitan areas for entrepreneurship, Kansas City came in at number 49 for minority entrepreneurship. Yeah. And minority owned businesses, which is greatly underrepresented in Kansas City. So for me, it's like, okay, well, if we want to be that city of entrepreneurs, then everybody, you know, everybody must be able to access what they need to be successful or to get even just get going as an entrepreneur. So for me, right. it's like, where do I sit in this equation? I'm in an office where only I can do these different types of things to really help the businesses get going. I'm at a certain point of the ecosystem that everyone else is given the education and resources or the mentoring, I'm giving you the actual structure, um, and how that works. I've right. seen in other cities that biz care really doesn't exist. Um, we're very unique in what we have. And I was like, well, it seems like we have all the tools. We have Kaufman in our backyard, we have 200 plus organizations that support entrepreneurship in our backyard. We've right. got great, you know, program for affirmative action with the city, you know, we can tighten up a few things, but we have the tools. So I feel like my job as an ecosystem builder, or however, or a, a builder in general or a master builder. It's yeah. just bring all those things together and create a flow for that. And I think that's how we can become a city of entrepreneurs where we just have more entrepreneurs per capita, whether that's home base, right. whether that's commercial space. Um, but again, we, I was working with, um, uh, who was it? I was working with a uh, uh, made apparel, a made mob and their team and they designed this shirt for me. And we were in the process of a designing a campaign before COVID-19 hit Um, And that's something we're. I'm still working to revamp so we can really uh, promote the city of entrepreneurs. We are highlighting our entrepreneurs in Kansas City. You know, some that we see a lot of times, some that we don't, some that are informal, some that are the formal, some that are traditional, some that are not. You know, I want people to see the various gamuts of entrepreneurship and not just think startup tech, startup like this much of what yeah. entrepreneurship is. It's
1: well, so- and I mean, it's great. <laughs> I think everybody wants a unicorn and everybody wants to see VC deal flow. But the fact is most of our uh, job growth and most of, most of people are going to be engaged in brick and mortars and Main Street businesses and like these small micro businesses. And like like you said earlier, like the makers and the musician, like they're all hustling. They're all yeah. entrepreneurs each in their own way. And so I think acknowledging that uh, is huge you know there's not just this like traditional usually white usually male tech heavy that that's not an entrepreneur I mean sometimes it's an entrepreneur but more often than not entrepreneurship actually looks very different from that and we just need to change that conversation change the narrative around it
0: you know different pictures so some different give some different ideas of what that really looks like but promoting entrepreneurship as a whole and just using this campaign to put Kansas City on the map. So when I'm, if I was traveling, I would wear this shirt. I would have my Casey. Yeah. I have like uh, a whole shelf full of K- Kansas City shirts. I try to promote and market Kansas City and then market the businesses that, you know, I'm yeah. supporting um, and making those connections. So, you know, a city of entrepreneurs is just an informal network or connection or promotion of the businesses and the people that are really making Kansas City great. And it's, it's really our entrepreneurs. We're the problem solvers.
1: It's true. I mean, so one of the things that I talk about often is the fact that like, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur to be entrepreneurial. Like, right. you know, there there is the entrepreneurship concept. The fact that like, we can apply new ways of thinking and new problem solving methodologies and like this grit and this fast acting, we're going to fix stuff mm-hmm. attitude. You can apply that anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I, I 100% agree. I'm, I'm probably going to text Mark when we hop off here and tell him that I need a t-shirt just saying, cause that's an awesome shirt.
0: <laughs> I got a few in here. I got the shirts. He doesn't. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Me. Well, I'm going to come in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I, outside of an awesome shirt, it is an awesome, concept. And I love that you're viewing it like, you know, if we're going to grow, everybody has to have the same access to entrepreneurial opportunity. Um, I think that's awesome.
0: But so it's is a, is a prime place to really start a business and live and grow. And, and it really I, is. Kansas City's not oversaturated. I feel like I'm a recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm recruiting businesses. I'm recruiting individuals like come work here, come play here, come build yeah. here. Um, so it's, it's, it's really about promoting the city as well. Uh, more than anything it's about promoting Kansas City um the heart of the country the the heart of everything it's it's all here yeah we have just a great combination of things to really help people be successful
1: yeah well so so i want to give you just a, i want to give you a couple of minutes to to brag okay. for for a little bit because i i think i know and you know and the people who work with you intimately know that you have had deep impact within the entrepreneurial community in Kansas city. But right now I I want you to tell us about what are some of the success stories that you point to when you say like, I did this or KC biz care, we were able to help this entrepreneur accomplish this. You know, what are, what are some of your fave stories? Do you have a couple that you like to talk about? I mean, they,
0: they change every day. I mean, I'm, I'm helping one young lady who will probably have the first and only, um, Black talent entertainment, um, Black entertainment talent company in Kansas City, um, yeah. she just calls me and she, she just asks questions. She's just asking me different things. I'm telling her, hey, look at this, get that, you know, make sure you look at this. I'm not a consultant, but I'm just going to point you in some directions, maybe connect with this person, you know, and I can see how fast she's kind of grown and how more confident she's becoming in the work that she's doing. Um, and so that 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 definitely fills my heart. Um, on a day to day basis, like I said, before I even talk to you, ten to twelve people, I don't know how many phone calls I took, walking yeah. people through the process, helping people, you know, go through it. You see this window back here? I can see people when they get their license, they'll walk up this little strip and they'll yeah. celebrate and they'll dance and then there's like a bus stop right here. So I get to hear oh. <laughs> everything. So when they yeah, totally when make start really I
1: just want you to know that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when people start a business, it's a big Deal, And it is something that should be celebrated. And so it's not that I have like one particular story because I get unique stories every single day. And like when I came into the office, like just to show you our impact, um, we roughly see a couple hundred people a month. Just last month, we saw this office had like over 300 walk-ins. So Mm -hmm. we're touching a lot of those people as well. Um, But pre-COVID-19, we were roughly seeing anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 or more people a year, just in this office. And again, we're touching people face-to-face. We're touching them on the phone. We're now touching them virtually. We're now touching them through our virtual one-stop shop, which is our website that you have uh, listed there, which is a temporary site for now that would be connected to the city site. But that, that KCMO qual. That right there with the with the startup partner that we work with, because, oh, yeah, by the way, I run a startup and residency program with the city. And I've leveraged some startups that we were working with to build out the technology that we need to be more innovative in how we support our entrepreneurs. So that site is going to have so much information more than what it already has now. I have tax guides because I'm working with finance department. I have grants and things that people always ask me for money. I'm like, I don't have any money. But here, go to this page and I'm going to keep it updated with different grants and things that are available for your business because everybody wants money. Eventually, we'll have the back office support. We'll have other resources depending on the industry, maybe something for artists because we have the 1% art program. Um, and okay. you know, the report's is going to be the largest one. Um, we, we will have a, a, a lot of different things. Our partners and what programs they offer will be right there where you don't have to go search around. I don't have to give you a bunch of papers. Just click and go. Um, So there's a lot that we do. I think the one thing that I'm really proud of when it comes to my boss, what Rick is doing is the whole digital equity. Um, I was grateful. I'm extremely grateful for someone to really step up and push digital equity the way that he is really for my community, knowing that there's a lot of disconnect. Internet, Wi-Fi, or just equipment, especially now in the the age of COVID-19, where everything is online or virtual. And educating kids is virtual and things like that. So right. I, I, I commend him for pushing that because without that, nothing that I'm building now will work. Right. And with, because of social distancing, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to step outside and holler at you down the street so we can communicate and things like that. But I think that that for me is is a is a great story, that I'm I'm waiting to hear more stories about what this digital equity that Rick is oh. working on. Um, but I don't I can't say I really have like a story, but I. Like when I first started, I had a couple of people who walked in, took pictures with me. I would say, okay, you want some time? I'm going to give you some time. And we, I would have a big post-it. We'll write out their business, their ideas. And I'll say, okay, well, what about this? And what about that? And they'll walk out. And I had one young lady come and say, I posted on my wall every day. I look at it. I add more things to it that I'm learning so I can put together my business. And I did a couple of people like that. They were extremely grateful for it. And I think some people are really making some things happen. It's just, Every day is a reward. I don't have just one. Every that's day, awesome.
1: I love yeah. it. That's kind of how, that's kind of how I feel about my work with IHKC too. People are like, "Do you have success stories?" And I'm like, "I have like eighty, ninety, a hundred. I, <laughs> I have a bunch. I don't know how to pick them. So really, every day is a gift. All yeah.
0: um, every, every <laughs> stories are success stories. Like, where do you really go? Um, yeah. I think I, just just being here is enough for me. Just just hearing the. The relief in people's voice when they say, "Oh my yeah. God, thank you! Oh, this is wonderful! Oh my God, who are you? Oh my God, can you put that on Facebook so my boss can see it, tweet it, and let everybody yeah. know?" Here? <laughs> awesome. Let
1: That's everybody awesome. know that we're going to awesome. go to Rick someday and be like, "See all these tweets? They like us. <laughs>
0: so news. they like us." But yes, it's it's just it's very rewarding to know that yeah. we're helping people. That's yeah. enough
1: for me. Well so so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one final question. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be the human question. And as you're talking, I I was kinda looking around my office for inspiration and I realized, I, I my eyes lit on something and I realized that to me you are a little bit of a superhero. Oh, so great. I'm gonna ask you if you could have a superhero power or super heroine, I guess I should say, what would it be and why?
0: Mm. I know. That's so tough, right. Superpower. <laughs> that's a hard one. Um, I think what I'm doing now is a superpower. Um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, know, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, now, to, now you're gonna have to like, I was like do you be you <laughs> people's minds.
0: No, I really don't know. I don't want to know what people think. Um, <laughs> do I want to see through walls? No, I don't think because that. How that's do you want to fly? Like, do I want? Where am I going? Nowhere. I'm right here. Come see me, like I'm i am your one-stop shop. Come stop and see me.
1: Oh my gosh, um, are you just totally comfortable being a superhero just in and of yourself? I'm
0: gonna have to be, I'm a mom.
1: That's amazing. No. That is, that is your superpower. You. There it is right there. <laughs> you're a mom, And actually in your own way, not only are you a mom to your, your lovely kids, but you're also a mom to like the entire city of Kansas city. Like anytime somebody wants to start a business, you know, entrepreneurship. let me help you and support you. And so, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope that goes on my, my
0: tombstone. This is the mother of entrepreneurship in Kansas. That's right,
1: Kansas. The like, that. Of, so they, like you have the mother of dragons and now we yeah. have the mother of entrepreneurs. That's yeah, cool. but,
0: you know, somebody did call me the, I, I made a quote about that when I was on the panel and, and he tweeted it. He was like, Yeah, you're definitely spitting fire.
1: Yes. Well, well, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being here today, uh, Nia. It has been I, I knew it was gonna be a pleasure because you I, I think whenever we go out for coffee or like I, I just always have a blast talking to you. But I loved getting to pick your brain. Thank you so thank much. You.
0: thank you. I'm so honored to be on here, especially the video.
1: Yeah, I know. It's my, <laughs> my first shot at it. I've been okay <laughs> at
0: it. If you guys yeah. only knew what we went through before. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Shh. It went perfectly. What are you talking about?
0: Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome considering the fact and I'm so honored to be the first to be physically seen. So yeah.
1: what you like right <laughs> well, that? Well, it's perfect because you're absolutely lovely. Well, thank, well, thank you. you so much, Nia. You okay. uh, have to say once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by GEWKC because when everything changes, anything is possible. You can register today at GEWKC dot org there you go <laughs> I can read. uh but yeah no we, we love global entrepreneurship week and we are so honored that they have um sponsored this episode and we hope that a lot of you attend yeah um, they're doing we're doing virtual this year and it's going to be so much fun you can learn more at the link right down there uh and thank you so much for taking the time to sit and listen with us folks we will catch you again soon